Installhub.com. Streamlining your installations. Hey you, are we doing this again? I think so. Another week, another podcast. It's Friday the 12th of May. Let's see what's been happening this week in You Know It, this very busy industry. So let's start with this. Electric vehicle charging company Chargy is aiming to develop a 100,000 strong network of chargers by 2030. Now Chargy, which currently has over 2,600 public EV charge points in operation, has laid out its ambition targets as it also confirms the appointment of its new CEO, John Lewis. Now he'll be taking over from the founder Richard Stobart. This comes as EV charging points increase by 8% nationwide in the first quarter of 2023. In his new role, Lewis will drive Chargy's next phase of development, whereas Stobart, who will continue at the company, will focus his attention on the company's new products and services. The company will continue to deploy its existing technology, which includes lampposts and bollard chargers on streets and within car parks, community housing and at public venues such as hotels. So as the number of electric vehicles sold in the UK and around the world continues to grow, more and more of us are looking at slapping a wall box, you know, those outdoor EV charging sockets on the side of our homes. Now, if you've already got one that was bought before the 30th of June 2022, the chances are it's a legacy charger that simply connects to the car with a cable and puts electricity in at a push and you might be able to set a timer on a few of them. Now, since then, however, and in addition to making housing developers responsible for installing EV home charge points with all new builds, a new law does mean that all EV home chargers sold now have to be smart chargers. So the law now states the home chargers have to be smart. Now, smart chargers are the quickest way to rapidly reduce your EV running costs, not least because the recent hikes in energy prices have made some public charging points obscenely expensive. Now, when you plug in, the smart charger may or may not be controlled by a touchscreen, but it will always have a companion app which you can remotely control the time and speed of the charge. The connection to the grid and provider will one day enable your car to absorb the energy made by green sources like wind turbines, essentially using your car like a giant power bank, which of course is what we want. With lots of EVs plugged in, the grid will then be able to do this on a national scale, which is exciting times, but unless we've all got smart chargers, they can't, hence why this is now law. Reynolds have been very busy working on an entry-level affordable electric vehicle that will cost less than £25,000 when it debuts sometime in 2027, so a little bit of a wait. Now, roughly at the same time as Volkswagen upcoming cheap small EV is expected to come to fruition, so I'm not saying they're in competition, but it looks like they're in competition. Now, the information comes from none other than Reynolds Group CEO, Luca DeMeo, who spoke at the Financial Times Future of the Car events as Autocar reports. Now, the French car group already has a small and affordable EV in its portfolio in the form of the Dacia Spring, which retails at roughly $25,000. This is without the incentives, though, but like every car, you get a basic and then you can upgrade the model. Now, for the base version, that features a single 33-kilowatt, 45-horsepower electric motor and a 26.8-kilowatt-hour battery that enables a WLTP range 
of 140 miles. So if they've already got that in their lockup, we're very excited to see what they bring to the table in 2027, even if it is a little bit of a wait. Now here's one for you, a sustainability-focused Swedish startup called Lovely has created a brand new Lovely O concept and this is essentially a kit car. So it's an electric vehicle which comes with an IKEA-style flat pack design so you build your own EV. Now the Lovely O's dimensions, um, it has only two seats, um, it has boot capacity mirrors and it's basically the same size as the Smart 4.2, so it's very, very small. It's also really lightweight too. It's got a slow formula racing tech, levels of safety. Uh, these are the brand's words. And it's also impressively quite light. It weighs less than 400 kg. Now, the O is meant for city life and it does bear um, a top speed of 55 miles per hour. And it can do 62 miles on one charge on its swappable battery. Now, the inside of this car is very basic. But, I mean, what do you want? It is, of course, flat pack. Um, there is, in fact, dash and steering wheel controls. And there are yellow and white colour schemes that resemble something um, a little like a kid's sweet shop. But on the other hand, it can pair with your smartphone to do all sorts of driving things. So the jury's still out on whether the build quality is any good and, you know, how much it's going to be adopted. But as far as sustainability and smart goes, I think the lovely O concept is quite up there. Now, it's retailing at around £8,000. And there are instructions that aren't frustrating, apparently, for building this. Now, I have tried before now to build IKEA flat pack. That's infuriating. So I do hope that building a car, an EV, sounds so weird to say, is a little easier. Now, speaking of sustainability, you can book a tour of a Dutch greenhouse, if you wish, that's full of green tech. Now, the Dry Gare and Royal Berkman are inviting all interested parties to join their annual tour of an advanced greenhouse in the Netherlands the day before the Green Tech 2023 event. Now, the visit is aimed towards growers and greenhouse operators, as well as the horticultural industry and the academic figures. Now, the visit includes a professional tour of the high-tech glasshouse, Participants will be able to witness commercial greenhouse technologies in action and learn how growers use cutting-edge technology to improve cultivation, increase efficiency and save up to 70% on energy. Now, it's definitely something that needs to be embraced. Uh, the technology is there, but I don't think the word's out enough. So, you know, things like this, a green tech greenhouse tour sounds good. So can you tell how many batteries you use in a year? Well, a report from the University of Illinois has revealed that Americans buy about 3 billion dry cell batteries annually, which means that an average American ends up using nearly 10 batteries a year. Now, of course, this shouldn't come as a surprise, given that almost everything we use does run on batteries. But what's shocking is that out of these billions of batteries, about 2,500 of them end up in the stomachs of kids. Now, almost every day, there are numerous cases of kids swallowing batteries that power their toys, watches, or other gadgets. Now, this results in many cases of internal injuries 
or stomach infections. Now, a team of researchers at the Italian Institute of Technology in Milan recently created a fully rechargeable battery using non-toxic edible components. Now, this is probably the world's first battery that is safe to ingest and entirely made of food-grade materials. Now, given the level of safety of these batteries, they could be used in children's toys where there is a high risk of ingestion, said Mario Carino, who is the senior researcher at IIT. Now, apart from serving as an alternative to conventional toxic toy batteries, the edible battery from IIT could also play a role in making healthcare applications safer than ever. For instance, doctors have to be cautious regarding the use of miniature electronic devices such as drug delivery robots and biosensors inside the human body as they come equipped with batteries made of toxic substance. An edible battery could solve this problem and there are also more mundane applications like replacing batteries in pet toys where this could work. So there we go, we now have an edible battery but we still wouldn't recommend eating them. Sticking with batteries, Bentley have announced this week that they will import the batteries that they need to begin the electrification era in 2026. The CEO, Adrian Hallmark, said he remains fully committed for the long term to design and build cars in this rapidly expanding industry. The Britishness is fundamental, said Hallmark, speaking at the Financial Times. He said Bentley being made anywhere other than Britain would destroy its brand equity. We are fixed and we are staying here. Now, Bentley could conceivably change its battery importation plans if a suitable supplier were to emerge here, Hallmark did suggest, but that would require at least one major player to open a battery plant large enough to have spare capacity. Now, at present, importation was an easy decision, he said. It was surprising, if not a bit concerning, that no BEV or battery manufacturer had yet chosen the UK as an inward destination for green mobility investments, apart from the incumbents. But hopefully in time, this will change. On now to solar, the Environmental Audit Committee and solar industry are urging the Energy Secretary to tackle the barriers hampering the rollout of solar capacity in the UK. The MPs on the Environmental Audit Committee have warned there is a dark cloud of delay. It's grossly unacceptable and the government has been slammed for the 15-year wait time for solar connections. Watsford Council, however, is to install 1,000 solar panels by the end of the year. Now, residents were offered the chance to purchase solar panels at a discounted rate, with the group buying scheme allowing for them to purchase in bulk. The local authority has already put over 300 panels in place as part of a new initiative launched last year with the local company Solar Together. With over 100 households taking part, Watford Mayor Peter Taylor said we are delighted to see such a great response to the group buying scheme. This is an excellent example of the community coming together to take action against climate change. So although there is a 15-year wait, there are schemes going on. Do be sure to check out if there are any within your local borough. 
And finally, a study by the University of Evora concludes that floating voltaic solar energy has the capacity to exceed the national target defined in the National Energy and Climate Plan 2023 for Portugal. Now, the research concludes that the installed power in floating photovoltaic solar systems installed on water surfaces such as lakes or dams can exceed the national target of 7 gigawatts defined in the 2030 National Energy and Climate Plan. Now, this study is being conducted over in Portugal because they do have the largest area available for the floating solar deployment, with 32% of the national total available area, mainly due to the Lake of Ulquiva, one of the largest artificial water reservoirs in Europe. But if this works and it proves to be a success, we could find that floating solar is absolutely the way forward. So that is all from me and from everybody here at Install Hub. Remember, we help to streamline your installations. So if you wish to work smarter, do be sure to go to our website. That's installhub.com. You have a great weekend and I'll be back with you next Friday.